Up next, the news you can use from YAA. It's your 30-minute fix for all your car questions, industry news, and tips you can use when buying your next vehicle. We're your hosts, Ray and Zach Shepska, the founders of YAA. We're here every weekday, live at noon Eastern. Check us out at joinyaa.com. Come on, get in! Oh, oh my! Being admonished at noon on <laughs> Wednesday, January twelfth. This is the this is news that you can use from YAA and an admonishment from Zach to his father and and and, uh, and coworker uh, Ray. Uh, hey there, admonisher. <laughs> Down goes Shevska. All right, Pops. Good to be with you. Jimmy's here with us. Justice is here with us. Constrictor, Space, Neil, Phil, Jordan, Sean, Igor, Verite. All right, we got plenty of folks in the house with us today, Dad. We're going to be talking about the fact that we're like, we're are we we're running out of cars? Are we running out of cars? That's the question. Uh, is is it a question or a statement? I I think it's a statement. I mean, we I'm pretty sure it's a statement. It's, um, it's a statement. Yeah, it's a statement. It, and and it's not like we we haven't known this. It, you know, the the hope is that that uh, that the manufacturers can navigate their way through this, um, and that we see greater production this year than we saw last year. But even with greater production, it's not going to significantly increase inventory levels anytime soon. And here's the deal. So we actually have the uh, the new data. So that's what we're going to run through today on the show is we have the new inventory data, uh, the first set of inventory data for 2022. And I'll pull that up on the screen here in just a second. We can kind of talk through who has the most inventory, who has the least inventory, the trends that we're seeing there, because there are some trends. There definitely mm-hmm. are some trends. And it's pretty interesting. And we also have some resources that I want to share um, that aren't just YA resources, but are out there that people can look at as well. So that's that's where I'd like to focus our attention first today, Deb. How's that sound? I'm I, I I'm laser focused, young man. Laser focused. Yes. So if you head back to the Join YAA website, I'll actually just demonstrate this really quick. It's up here at the top, trending. We're running out of new cars in 2022, new inventory data. You click on that, it'll take you to the post that was just updated this morning, and we will continue. It says we're sold out. <laughs> I made that. I made that this morning. I thought I did a pretty good job. Wow. Thank wow. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So on this page, there's a lot of information. If you want to join... May I, may I say one thing real quickly? Go ahead. The, the idea of having an inventory reduction sale um, it should be wiped completely off the board. Uh, the inventory is already reduced, and there's no need to have a sale. For sure, for sure. If you want to look at all the data and play around with it here in the spreadsheet, more power to you. It's linked right here on this page. Also, we have the prior months that we had done. In the past, we'd created new pages for each of the months this year. We're just going to update this one page, so you feel free to bookmark it or sign up for the newsletter and we'll email you once a week um, when we update things. Dad, the cars that have the most inventory right now and most importantly, I think, is actually like, I'm going to use my favorite word, the Delta. The Delta Ford, Dawn? <laughs> the Ford F-Series. We actually have like more trucks that are out there in January, a lot more as compared to December. That was one of the standouts to me. Yeah, that's about a 20% point. increase, isn't it? Yeah, it, it's like significant, pretty significant. Yeah. Toyota trucks stayed about the same in terms of inventory. Toyota cars increased inventory considerably. Everyone else on here, it's nothing too uh, too newsworthy. Cars with the least amount of inventory, Honda Clarity. There's none of them out there. 
Volvo 90 series, none of them out there. There, there, there. there is a lot of clarity when it comes to the Honda Clarity, and that is that it's discontinued. Yes, exactly. Yes. Pops Acura. We're going to get yeah. down into, we have it lower on the page here, broken out by brand. Yes. Acura, man, they are struggling. That's become very apparent. Well, may, may, may I say something about Acura having spent 12 years representing them? Please. They're a truck company these days. They are not a car company. Okay. Um, they're, they're, everything they do depends on the RDX and the MDX. And, and the TLX is like, um, even though it's not supposed to be an afterthought, it's pretty much an afterthought. Um, and the ILX was like the answer to the question that nobody ever asked. Um, so, kind of like the ZDX. Uh, that, that was something that should have gotten people fired and didn't. <laughs> Igor in the comments here saying, I'm seeing much more Toyotas, but no luck for Subaru. Yeah, we're going to come to Subaru here in a second. Yes. I think the two biggest three storylines here, Ford doing better. Yes. Four storylines, Ford doing better, Acura struggling, Subaru struggling. Yes. The industry as a whole, there's more inventory, but the day's supply is going up, which are days going, going down. I thought it's going down. The fourth one. Stay tuned. We'll, we'll come to it in a second. Now. Yeah. <laughs> Let's see here, dad. Let's keep going through the Acura TLX went from 800 units out there to 300. Uh, the ILX. Like, that's like one per dealership. But dad, look at the M, uh, the RDX went from 2,500 to yes. Yes, the MDX from twenty two hundred. Yes, and and those are the volume setters for for Acura. Definitely, yeah. And it's worth mentioning here, pops. If you go to the car search, like this is actually really valuable. Let's look for what we say an Acura RDX, and I'll put in new. Yeah, and I'll click on one. If you scroll down here. This is where you get the vehicle supply information. So this is now telling me all new Acura RDXs within a 500-mile radius. There's 71 for sale. That's not the a lot. supply is 10. Yes. So if you want to pressure test these numbers, you know, you, you have an opportunity here too. And just to like demonstrate this, if I change my zip code, I don't know, let's just look like 85254, where we used to live. I think we did. That would be the Phoenix market. And now I'll click on one. Yeah. There's only 16. Within a 500-mile radius. Oh but look, the day supply is actually considerably higher. They're not selling fast. Yeah, well, yeah. So that's a demonstration here of, like, we know accurate inventory levels are down, but if you want to know what it's like in your neck of the woods, just you can, for you one can figure it out. It's pretty cool, man. I'm proud of that. You should be. All right, so over here at Ford Dead, their total inventory was up by about 20,000 units. That's impressive. About 10%. Lincoln inventory was up insignificantly. Acura inventory down 2,200. Yes. Honda inventory down nearly 11,000 units. That's that's big. Yeah, it is. It really, really is. Their day supply is down to 14. We've been tracking this for a long time. I don't think we've ever seen Honda below 15. Uh, that that That's, you know, for a major player in the automobile industry, a 14-day supply of cars on the ground is a, a remarkably thin inventory level. Yeah. And that kind of indicates your signals, especially once we get to Toyota here. Like if you're trying to, if you needed a car yesterday and you're actually trying to go to a lot and pick one up, you're going to have better luck at a Toyota dealership than a Honda dealership. And we'll show you why here in just a second. Genesis inventory down just a touch, but day supply up. Nothing really new there. Hyundai inventory up a significant amount for them. But still only a, what is that? 11 day supply. 
Yep. Kia inventory up at just a touch. Mazda inventory up just a touch, but pretty much stayed the same. Subaru pops. Yeah. Subaru's inventory only went up 300 units. Their day supply is back down to a four-day supply. Which, which would indicate to me that if you wanted a Subaru, you better go put your name on an incoming one today, and maybe you could have it 60, 90 days from now. Um, but anything that's coming in to a Subaru dealership uh, more than likely is already spoken for. Yep. And I'll just share with you the numbers here. Uh, Lexus inventory stayed the same month over month. Toyota inventory went up 8,000 units. They have 106,000 cars on dealer lots right now in stock. That's that's almost double. Not quite double. It's a little more. Ah, Honda was at 55. It's double. It's double yeah. what Honda has on dealer lots right now. But you have to realize that Toyota sells twice as many Toyotas as, as Honda sells Hondas. So that even though it's double... Um, probably the vast majority of those vehicles that are coming in are spoken for. Yep. Yep. Exactly. <clears throat> 14 days supply. That's nothing. Yeah, it really, I mean, you, you, the, the, typically dealers want to be somewhere between 60 and 90 day supply of, of a particular model. Um, so to be at a 14-day supply, or if you're super to be at a four-day supply, I mean, you're, you, are, you are basically out of the new car business uh, of, of having somebody walk on the lot, expressing a desire for a new car and being able to sell it to them that day so that they can go home in it. What you can sell them that day is the ability to put their name on an incoming car and that they might have a car in 60 or 90 days. Now, Pops, we obviously don't have access to every automaker. We miss quite a few. Uh, yes. BMW, Mercedes-Benz, they don't publish their numbers in a way that we're able to capture it. If you go to Four Eyes, uh, if you Google search Four Eyes, they have, Four Eyes is a marketing company for dealerships. Uh, yes. Hell, you used to, at, at one of your dealerships, you guys used to have them as an agency, I think. Um, if you come to this page, their U.S. auto inventory levels for 2022, just look at this really quick. Back in May of 2022, there were well over 2 million units of inventory out there. Yes. Look what these lines are now. There's like yes. not even a million new cars for sale based on what, what they can pick up on. And you can actually see the breakout here of what are 2020s, what are 2021s, and what are and, and here's the real key. Two years ago, in normal times, um, there would have been three to three and a half million new cars in dealer inventory. Um, and the fact that they're operating at a third or less than a third of what they used to carry um, is is one of the reasons why they're able to get additional dealer markups and market adjustment pricing on vehicles. Because literally on-hand inventories across the country are less than a third of what they have traditionally been. And at this point, dealers would be happy if it if if the inventory levels would approach two million again, but that's not going to happen anytime soon. Not if there's less than a million new cars in dealership inventory nationwide at the moment. And let's take a peek here, Dad, so we can actually look at BMW, for example, and we can see the breakout and distribution of their inventory, and then we can even look by type but, of vehicle. But, but see, here's the thing with with BMW. BMW, um, you know, they started bringing their 2022s into their dealerships in July. And that's traditionally when the next model year arrives for BMW brands. Um, a lot of your other brands wait till September, October. 
BMW's model year switchover is much earlier than most of the manufacturers, let's which is why their their 2022 uh, inventory would be significantly higher than some of the other manufacturers. Yes and no, though. I mean, like like pops, it's it's January first or January fifth, and like their 2022 supply is tanking because they haven't been able to replenish their dealerships. So like they're still struggling just as well. Like well, that, they're all struggling. So let's choose another manufacturer, though. It's like let's let's look. So we've looked at Ford. We've we've uh, we haven't looked at GM. So we could look at GM, uh, Jaguar, Land Rover, Mercedes. Let's look at Mercedes Benz. How about that? okay? That's fascinating. Look how much inventory they used to have. Yes. <laughs> look where they currently are, and they have quite a few 2021 still in their model mix, just like you were saying, pops. Yes. Broken out by car, SUV, or van. Holy cow! This is why used van prices are so high. There are none. <laughs> it's like 8% of the model year mix is is the 2022 Sprinters. Holy mm -hmm. cow. And look, yeah, there really are none. Just last year, there were 6,000. Now it looks like maybe there's 1,500 out there. That's crazy. Yep. Let's pick one more just to take a peek at it. Why don't we do GM? We know they've been hit pretty hard. Yeah, so inventory levels used to be half a million let's say and now we're looking at under two hundred thousand, but primarily 2022s that are out there truck supply any everything anyway this data from four eyes is super compelling i encourage everyone if you're really fascinated by this stuff like we are to take a look at it once we start seeing things tick up like on fords it's probably taken up just a little bit great that's an indication you might be able to might yes be able to actually go on a lot and pick up a car Let's hope that happens more uh, shortly than it has uh, in the recent past. Yeah, of course. Now, one other thing that makes me think about, Dad, the fact that we're running out of cars in the United States is all the talk about electric vehicles. Yes. But no walk. You know what I mean? You can talk the talk, but can you walk the walk? You can talk about selling electric vehicles and all these new cars that we're going to produce. Yes. No one has them. Literally, no one has, and we did some research on it. I thought I'd cue that up for you to kind of share your two, your two cents on. Which which research was that? <laughs> the um uh, the availability of yeah. EVs. So I'll pull that up on the screen real quick. We got that, and then we also have the charging stuff that we'll talk about here in a second. But I think you should have seen this. Maybe yeah, we we went over this last week. It kind of speaks to the fact that there are no new cars. You want them, but they're going to come out later this year, or there's some undisclosed date when you're actually going to be able to get access. Yeah, I mean, there, you know, there are some. There's just not a lot. There's not, you know, like there's there's not a lot a lot of ICE cars available. Well, equally so, there's not a lot of EVs available. Um, some EVs are are scheduled to be uh, released later this year. Some EVs are actually in production, but it's relatively limited production in comparison uh, to what everybody seems to think that market will be going forward. Um, but it's it, 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 it's no different than than ICE cars. It's just there there are production constraints, and there's a lack of inventory, and. Uh, and like Leon says, you have millions of consumers who can't buy a $45,000 vehicle under any circumstances. And that is a bigger concern to me in that the, the average new car transaction pricing and the average pre-owned uh, car prices are are staggeringly high and out of reach. 8000 and 30000 now? Yeah, and out of reach for a lot of people. 
um, which, as I have said in the past, is just, you know, creates a bigger gap between those who have and those who don't, um, those who can and those who can't. And and that should be more troubling to us than than some of these other issues that we address. Yeah, because uh, there there will be if if there isn't already and we and we read an article the other day about uh, ev adoption in a very poor city um in california huron california um there is um such a dramatic transportation inequity inequality in this country um that it what's going on today is only making it worse um areas of the country that have some of the highest pollution rates one of the reasons that the pollution rates are so high is because the vehicles are so much older and don't have the the more updated technologies in them to help eliminate some of the pollution and and that's because they're poorer communities where people can't afford to to drive a five-year-old car or a four-year-old car they're they're driving 11, 12, 13, 14, 15 year old cars um, and maybe not quite maintaining them the way that they were intended to be maintained. And that should be a, um, a an, an issue that concerns everyone. Oh, 100 percent. And it absolutely is. And the fact that new vehicles become even less attainable and used vehicles become even less attainable. And we've got another comment. I keep I keep pulling you up today, Igor. Yeah. Each one consumer power to buy cars is vanishing due to current economy and inflation. Yeah, it. it it certainly feels and and seems that way. I want to yes. I want to I want to pivot our conversation in two ways. One is we had someone in the YAA community send us this article from Market Watch Kathy Wood, who's the CEO and CIO investment officer at Arc, um, said you know I was expecting a bloodbath in the segment of the market for for used car prices. It's just fascinating because we talked yesterday and I can yes. on the screen Cox uh, Cox Market Insights. If you're ever curious where I pull data from. It's the Cox Market Insights. You know, Cox is putting out, no, used vehicle values are not going to crash. And then we've got KPMG saying, hey, you know, they will crash. We've got Kathy Wood saying, hey, they will crash. Not point fingers, but it's just interesting. Cox well, well, more money yeah, but, when car prices are higher. But but Kathy Woods is saying they're 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 going to crash because of ED, EV adoption and and basing it on what's going on in the Chinese market, which is completely different than the American market, number one. Um and and you know EV adoption in this country is what less than two percent of all vehicles sold or less than four percent of all vehicles sold are EVs. Yeah, um, but it's it's slowly it's, it's going up. I I get that. You know, it, it's going to expand, but it's not going to expand quickly enough to have a major impact in the used car market anytime soon. And you, you know, every one of these manufacturers, like yesterday, we talked about Ford yeah. and and the Lightning and how they're 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 making plans to be able to double production and that they have two hundred thousand reservations already. Um, but here's the key: you know, they they can say they're making plans to double production. That doesn't mean it's happening tomorrow. And just because they have 200,000 reservations on Lightnings doesn't mean that they'll be able to produce. I don't know, say maybe maybe 50,000 of them this year. Um, so even though there's a, a, 
a large number of people that have expressed an interest, there aren't the equal amount of vehicles out there for those people to actually purchase. So it's going to take years, in my opinion, uh, before we see the productions production levels uh, rise enough that it can impact what's going on with the used car values. And, and, and you know, that that's 12, 18, 24 months away at best. Everybody's talking about EVs, but nobody's actually building them other than Tesla at this point. Uh, I mean, what, what was it? Tesla sold 300 and some thousand EVs in the United States last year. And in second place was Ford at like 25,000. Yeah. I, I, I mean, okay, what's the disparity there? Uh, you know, how long does it take to catch up? So, yeah, I get it. Sometime down the road, you know, but, but we need our GPS system because this is a long and winding road that we're talking about. No, it definitely is. And then there's the other factor, which we've talked about a lot on this channel and back on the YA channel, which is the infrastructure to support EVs. We all see it coming. However... Yes. You know, production needs to happen, and then that's when the used car prices will likely come back down. We have an awesome article that Justin wrote. He's our in-house EV expert. Go ahead, Pops. I, I was just I, – I read this entire article today and, and uh, this morning, and hats off to Justin uh, for the uh, time, effort, and energy he put in to doing all the calculations, to getting all the information, to, to really give you a much better understanding – as to what the potential savings are uh, of an electric power vehicle over a, a, an ICE vehicle. Um, and, and you can start to extrapolate out uh, exactly how many years it's going to take if you buy an electric vehicle to um, the, since you have to pay more for an electric vehicle, um, how many years it's going to take to, to in gas savings to pay for that extra expense have, of having bought the vehicle in the first place. And if you really look at the numbers, it's years. It totally is. And he talks yes. about some of the different networks out there as well. Yes. Uh, that's the supercharged network versus the uh, Electrify American network. This is quite possible. I'm going to pull it back up on the screen just to show everyone the depth of the information here. I encourage everyone to take a peek at this, whether you're interested in electric vehicles or not. This is the type of information you need to make informed decisions about well, how. Well, at some point, everybody's going to be interested in electric vehicles, whether they want to be or not. Um, but it's fascinating because, you know, the various rates per kilowatt hour and yep. how they can vary from state to state and do vary from state to state. Um, yeah, like it, let's look at this for a second here. So here's the residential uh, electricity rate per kilowatt hour. You're in New Jersey. Yes, so I am. Be 16 cents. Okay. On average, yes. Cost of charging to 100% at home on an 82 kilowatt battery. And Justin goes in here to say the examples below specifically reflect an EV with an 82 kilowatt battery, such as the Tesla Model 3 or Model Y. Talking about thinking about building a calculator that would help actually show this as well. Yes. We'll back. So we've got this is charging to 100%. It's going to cost you $13.12. Okay. EV fuel savings compared to filling an 18 gallon tank at $3.25 per gallon. So you're saving $45. And 38 cents annual savings for 15,000 miles uh, per year driven, 25 miles per gallon versus 300 miles on a charge. You can see you're going to save about 1,300 bucks. The yes. issue here, the issue or the challenges here, there are all sorts of other costs if you're not doing trickle charging at home. Yes. It was fascinating to read about. If you end up using like the faster chargers, like go into the equivalent of a gas station, then it's going to be way more expensive. 
there are so many challenges on the infrastructure side to make this actually work. But every single headline is the same nowadays. Go to Auto News, go to Jalopnik, go wherever online. It is all EVs. And it's just a little, it's, it's too far away. It's a little too far away. We're being a little too aggressive, I think. And, and I, was, I was amazed that, you know, these quick charging stations, how, well, they're good occasionally, but no, they don't record because it, it, it messes with the battery management system of the vehicles if you use them all the time. Yep. Uh, the batteries really aren't designed for this quick supercharging method of charging. Um, on a uh, regular type of basis. Um, you know, I, I mean, I've joked that we should look at, at buying old gas stations and then, you know, putting in the electric chargers at them. But, but the problem with that is what are the people going to do for the, for the two hours they're wandering around waiting for their cars to charge. Um, so it has to be, it'll be it, a movie it, theater. It, it, it could be a movie theater. It could be it could be a giant ass restaurant or diner. It could be an amusement park, whatever it is. But I mean, so so if you ever wonder what we should do with all these automobile agencies out there that have acres and acres and acres of ground. That is um, the best comment. You could fast charge all the time if you lease. <laughs> But but here's my point. If you have all these automobile dealerships that just have acres and acres of, of ground, um, but they no longer have cars to put on them, well, maybe we, we buy up all these old facilities and we turn them into uh, uh, fatty Arbuckle, good time emporiums and electric charging stations. And <laughs> because, you know, the ground's already there. You know, it's just it's just putting in chargers at each one of these parking spots. And, and find things for people to do while they're getting their cars charged. I love the way that sounds, Pops. Yeah. Let's pivot. The one thing quick. we can't do, though, is huh. you, you can't make it like a cocktail lounge because you don't want people getting sloshed while they're, while they're charging their cars. Really? You, you got to be, be kidding, kidding me. me. About what? All right, so we've got ourselves a hell of a headline from Automotive News. You can't make this stuff up. No. The headline reads, Pops, this actually comes by way of Bloomberg. Tesla cars hacked by teenage security researcher. He later tweeted he has been in touch with Tesla's security team and said they were investigating. Wait, I need to say one thing. Okay, so so a computer <laughs> hacker, okay. I knew you were triggered by now this. Calls your, now calls himself a security researcher. Oh my God! Really? You gotta be kidding! You're a hacker. <laughs> okay, he's 19 years old, so I love how they call him security researcher. But we gotta yeah. be careful. I don't want him to hack us. So honestly, let's be nice to whomever. Uh, no, is. I think it's great that he did what he did. But I mean, my God, to ascribe the name a security researcher to a 19-year-old hacker. You know, so so when his parents say, what do you want to be? He goes, oh, I want to be a security researcher. But presently, I'm just a computer hacker. All right. So let's see what the heck's going on here. <laughs> a 19-year-old claims to have hacked remotely into more than 25 Tesla cars in 13 countries, saying in a series of tweets that he discovered a software flaw in the company's system. David Colombo, a self-described information technology specialist, tweeted Tuesday that the software... A hacker. A hacker. He's a software, hacker. Be careful, damn it. The software yeah. flaw... And, and may I add, a damn good hacker. Yeah, yeah, David. We are <laughs> yeah. beholden to you. We want to be on yeah. your good you, side. You are, David is a world-class hacker. 
<laughs> and if you're going to be a hacker, you might as well be a world class one. Look at listen to this. Allows him to unlock doors and windows, start the car without keys, and disable their security systems. Colombo also claimed he can see if a driver is present in the car, turn on the vehicle stereo sound systems, and flash their headlights. The teenager did not reveal the exact details. I don't see why they didn't reference him as the software researcher. The software researcher did not <laughs> reveal the exact details of the software vulnerability, but said it was not within Tesla software infrastructure and added that he only a small number of Tesla owners globally were affected. His Twitter thread elicited a robust response. Wow. This is the new normal. This is going to happen more and more. You hear about it, your smart fridge, you're connected this, you're connected that. If things are touching the internet, you introduce the opportunity for people to do things that you don't expect or understand or really want them to do. That is ob so obviously the future of, uh, of how we get around. You're going to be in this thing that yet, as far as Ford's concerned, you may or may not actually own. And you know what? People could potentially do things to it. And I think that this is my hypothesis. I think people my age will just get desensitized to this, which is scary as hell because it's an invasion of privacy and it's 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 something that we should not stand we should not sit by and allow for these things to happen. This is this is really concerning to me as a, especially as a young person for the next 50 years is going to live with connected devices. I really 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 scary to me in all honesty. I I hear you and I get it and 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 I agree with you. It's uh, you know the, the internet's a wonderful thing. Social media is a wonderful thing until, well, neither one of them are wonderful things. Um, there, there are too many opportunities for uh, bad actors out there to get involved um, surreptitiously um, in being able to impact how everything flows. Um, I mean, you know, some of the appliances that I just ordered for my kitchen remodel well, guess what? They're smart appliances. I, I, it wasn't that I wanted smart appliances. It's just that's what they are, whether you want them or not. I mean, my dishwasher, for God's sake, I'll be able to turn on or off with my phone if I had the app, as opposed, I don't know, to walk 12 feet and turn the son of a bitch on. You um, can't curse on the live shows. Oh, well, I was just talking about how we, we didn't know the dishwasher's father. Uh <laughs> Um, it's not that word either. That's the other B word. Oh, so, so <laughs> <laughs> anyway, okay. The, the, the idea that everything has to, has to be connected to the internet or through an app some way or another is, is so unnecessary. Um, and, and we should, we should, I would think encourage different manufacturers in all these fields not to get so carried away with all this stuff. Um, I, I, I don't need my phone to be able to talk to my fridge or my dishwasher or my washer and dryer or my range. Um, I, yeah, but I what just, about your smartwatch? Do you want your smartwatch to be able to? No, no, I don't. I, I want, I want a good old fashioned dumb watch. Okay. And, and I have 20 of those and I'm happy about that. Okay. I don't, I, there's just certain things that, you know, as human beings, we were able to do them all by ourselves in the past. And there's no reason why we can't continue to do them all by ourselves. This story reminds me, honestly, of um, the Hyundai Grandeur EV retro future uh, resto mod. Remember, we talked about this last year. I mean, Hyundai literally came out with an EV, uh, potential EV, and let's see if they have the inside shots here anywhere. You know, it was like still connected on the inside, but like 
give us the old days like take us back to old old times and it's a different feel a different aesthetic a different appreciation for what you have um but this this story this security researcher i thought that was (laughs) that's the best part you know that that we've elevated hackers to security researchers i I just i love that we are on his good side as far as i'm concerned david colombo i applaud you Honestly, and, and and to be clear, there's this concept of like white hat versus black hat, black hat doing it for bad, white hat doing it for good. Hey, yes, someone, I, someone's going to find this stuff. I want it to be someone who can then like build patches for it or whatever the technical term is. So yeah, we, we hope that that's the case here. All right, Pops, that is our Wednesday afternoon show. Thank you for joining us here. If you have not used the car search back on joinyaa.com, give it a shot. We have new updates coming next week. Super excited for those. Things are looking a little cleaner. We've got uh, some new filters coming in. Like Things should just be a little tighter, a little easier to use. Um, I think that's the only thing I have to promo. Is there anything top of mind for you before we sign off, Dad? Um, well, the only thing top of mind was that uh, one of our dear friends, Alex, the sound guy, sent some photos, Photoshop photos of me, with, like with a real beard and real hair. And uh, and it, it was incredible uh, to, to look at some of those pictures and think to myself, now that is one ugly human being. <laughs> He's on Instagram at Raz's Jazz. I'm at Shevska, uh, your advocate alliance on Instagram. Stay tuned. Maybe you'll see something. Um, God, I hope Instagram. not. I'm, Don't do I'm, that to me. I'm kind of hopeful. <laughs> <laughs> All right, Pops. I love you. I'm going to eat some lunch. How about you? I think you should. I'm, I'm, I'm considering lunch. Well, you enjoy that. Thanks for spending okay. the afternoon with me. Thank you, everyone, for being here. And uh, I'll talk to you later. Yeah, we'll see everybody again tomorrow. Love you, Pops. Bye, all. Love you, too, handsome. Join us again next time, which is probably tomorrow, to get the news you can use from YAA. YAA is your trusted source for all things auto. Thanks for listening. See you soon.